Halo CE is back on PC. And more coming up on today's episode of The Lace and Tech News. Hey Gadgeteer, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is The Lace and Tech News. My name is Taylor American. If you're new here and you like what you hear so far, well, hit that subscribe button right now. Uh, whether you're watching the YouTube or... Uh, podcast so that you can stay up to date with the latest uh trying to bring this back into the daily show that it is used to be um become it's become a staple uh at least for me uh i do have to say from doing the show last night to today after being off for a good couple of months i really missed it um I don't know why I ever stopped. It's the same thing that I say with my other podcasts that I've done in the past. You know, why Why did I stop? Um, it feels good to be sharing information. And uh, that's mainly why I do this show is because I want to give you guys the latest news going on today. Speaking of which, it's a b- bit of a shortened show episode today um just because i have other responsibilities going on this evening so i'm not able to get the full slate of shows but that should be back to normal for wednesday's show today we'll be taking a look at three stories from tech gadgets and gaming first up is uh well if if your google chrome browser is feeling slow well we got some tips to help speed it up we'll also be taking a look at some gadgets that refuse to die and are still hanging on and finally the ps2 resistance sorry i had to channel my uh inner um jim carrey i just got back from the sonic movie (laughs) now you know why i i had to do a shortened episode um spoilers Except not really, not spoiling much of anything, but Halo Combat Evolve just surprise launched on Steam. But before we do, we always have to take a look back on today in tech history. Alright, today is March 3rd, 2020. On this day in 2004, Michael Dell, founder and CEO of Dell Computers, announces that he will be stepping down from his CEO role while retaining his position as chairman of the board. Dell president and COO Kevin Rollins will assume his role. On January 31st, 2007, about one year after Dell fell behind Apple in market capitalization and roughly three years after this point uh rollins will resign and dell will resume his role as ceo due to the poor performance of the company i wonder why mainly because apple was finally starting to find out what it was good at anybody have any idea smartphones anyways also on this day in 1971 magnavox gets the exclusive licensing of television video games technology from sanders associates the first home video game console, the Odyssey, was developed at Sanders by a team headed up by Ralph Baer. And, uh, man, that was the Odyssey. That was an old game console system. It, uh, definitely old and outdated. And if you have it, well, good for you. You could probably get a lot for it. But, uh, with that out of the way, let's head on over to today's tech news. All right. The uh, first article we got for today of three, um, this main one is uh, the tech news. We got gaming news. We got 
gadget news. If you want to find out all the news that we cover as well as the show notes, all you got to do, head on over to technewsgadget.net. Now, if you've been using Google Chrome for a while, you may be feeling that the browser has lost its initial pep and is now feeling a little bit uh, clunky. Well, here's how to get that speed back, and it'll take you less than five minutes to do so. By the way, in case you're wondering, yes, we do have a link to this article in the show notes if you want to uh, go and catch up on that and, and follow the steps. Um, I feel like the stupid... Hang on. I don't know. Sometimes the uh, fan on my computer likes to turn off randomly. Not really good for a desktop when a fan stops working, but I, so picky. I need to upgrade. Um, so if anybody is in the market, then I'm kidding. Anyways, if you search online tips to speed up Google Chrome on Google, of all places, you'll come across a lot of pages suggesting a bunch of different things you can do. Problem is, nobody really wants to spend hours speeding up their browser since, well, a lot of us have better things to do. So what's the best bang for your buck? Um, when speeding up Google Chrome. While the author of this article did a lot of testing, found two things that you can do that will really speed up Google Chrome. And best of all, it should take you less than five minutes to implement. So the first step is to restart the browser. Yep, that simple. Close the browser and then restart it. Worried about losing all your open tabs? Not a problem. You can make sure that Google Chrome reopens all the tabs you currently have open as follows. So uh, there's a couple of settings that you have to do here. You have to go to their settings on startup in the address bar and hit enter. Make sure that the on startup is set to continue where you left off. And I believe that is an option when you first set up Google Chrome is to remember your browser um, and tabs. just generally. And that's it. You can now close and reopen Google Chrome and not lose any tabs. Now, once you've restarted the browser, take a look at how many tabs you have open. If you have more than a dozen, I'm not going to tell you how many I have open right now at this point, uh, might be part of your issue as open tabs take system resources and they actually take a fair amount. Uh, you have two options at this point. Make better use of browser bookmarks, keeping tabs open as well, and as a memoir is a bad habit, and I, I know this article is kind of speaking to me here, so I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this information with you as much as it is relevant to me. You can also get a tab management extension. There are three that are fairly good. First one being one tab, then session buddy, and the great suspender. Finally, Windows users should run a quick system scan for malware using Google Chrome's built-in scanner. To get to it, click on the three dots and top right of the browser, then click settings, advanced. Under reset and cleanup, click clean up computer, then find. And uh, that's really about it. And uh, you should be looking at a nice, quick Google Chrome browser. And if not, well, it's not my fault. Um, (laughs) I'm just giving general advice. I'm not a licensed doctor or technician, so um, take it with a grain of salt and uh, do do your own research and and, uh, backup. Uh, research as needed. All right, moving right along to the gadget news that we have for today. There are a couple of gadgets that just refuse to die, and this article comes to us from Engadget. And by the way, did you know that you could watch this show as a YouTube video? 
That's right. Head on over to youtube.com forward slash tech news gadget and you can actually watch the show. You can actually see any images that we happen to have that goes along with the article, whatever we're talking about. You can watch the video if we happen to play video. I typically don't just for copyright reasons, um, but sometimes there is a little bit of a video or, or a GIF that goes on in the background that might be relevant. Uh, or you could just tune in to watch me because I'm actually here. Hello. Um, right <laughs> screen. You're not here to watch me though. Are you? Well, you're here to get the news. I understand perfectly get it. So there's a, the author says they have a drawer in their bedroom that's filled with defunct tech. It consists of old PDAs, bricked smartwatches and wearables that no longer work. Like many of you, they've realized that gadgets don't last forever. Um, and as their senior editor recently pointed out on Engadget, every smart device you love will probably die, whether it's because the device can't be updated anymore, company goes out of business, it's just the reality of modern electronics. Or is it? Turns out, doesn't have to be. Sometimes if they garner enough of a fan base, it's possible for so-called obsolete gadgets to get a second lease on life. Sometimes, thanks to the combination of open source software and a passionate community, beloved gadgets can live on for years after they supposedly run their course. Now, here's something interesting. One of the best examples of that is the Pebble. Having raised over $10 million on Kickstarter, the smartwatch effectively put the crowdfunding site on the map and remained the most funded project on Kickstarter for years. That was just the original Subsequent iterations like the Pebble Time and the Pebble 2 would also break Kickstarter records. The latter raised over $12 million, while the former raised a whopping $20 million, and is still the number one most funded project on Kickstarter to this day. But despite the uh, arrival of the Apple Watch and Android Wear, it's clear that Pebble had a devout following. David Groom, known online as iShot Jr., was one of them. He was an early backer and eventually acquired every single Pebble device that he could get his hands on. When a company announced that third-party developers could create smart apps for the Pebble time, he was especially excited. I was like, no way. I could interface my Pebble with an Arduino and stuff. I was freaking out. He was so excited about it that he traveled all the way from his home in Ann Arbor, Michigan to a hackathon in Boulder, Colorado. The trip was worth it because he turned out he, he won the contest. And that was the turning point. It meant all the Pebble people and everyone was awesome. I was deep in it. So he threw himself into the Pebble community. He helped organize local events, curated the app store, even co-authored a book on Pebble development. I was doing the maximum amount of Pebble stuff I could. I would spend a lot of time in Pebble-related Slack and Discord channels. We have this community mostly thanks to Pebble's amazing developer relations team. In late 2016, however, the tide turned. Groom and his friends heard of layoffs at Pebble, as well as rumors that it would be shutting down. Then the news broke of the Fitbit acquisition. That kind of accelerated the level of freaking out, uh, and we all panicked. After all, a smartwatch isn't much use if the apps won't work. But instead of suffering quietly, the Pebble developer community took action. We were downloading everything we could. People wrote scripts to grab all the SDK, the documentation, everything. Two days later, Rebel, a resource site for all things Pebble, was born. In Rebel's inaugural blog post, Groom wrote, The aim of Rebel is to bring the many disparate efforts under a single banner, concentrating energy and enthusiasm to maximize the likelihood of continuance and resurgence of Pebble as a platform. From then on, the crews got to work reverse engineering APIs, writing documentation, and attempting to build a new home for users. Fitbit did support 
existing Pebble devices for a while, but the company ultimately pulled the plug on June 2018. Mere months before that, however, grooming company introduced Rebel Web Services, a replace for Pebble's soon-to-be shutdown servers. Surprisingly, Rebel even worked with Fitbit to make the transition as smooth as possible. So, several years later, the Rebel website is still going strong, with over a 100,000 or so users still making use of their Pebbles. Rebel is able to keep it all going thanks to Patreon donations and the work of a handful of volunteers. So, yeah, Pebble is still going. And then there's uh, Chumby here. Uh, Chumby is still living on. Um, you don't remember that? The clue cute smart alarm clock debuted in 2006 before the echo show smart display no you don't well that's still around um they figured that out uh and uh then there was this really interesting gadget called the Nava's tag a wi-fi enabled robotic bunny released in 2005 that conveyed information through wiggling its ears changing colors and making sounds um it had officially died in 2011 when the Mindscape company ended support for it, though it was resurrected later through open-source means. Last year, the original design team even ran a successful crowdfunding campaign to bring the Raspberry Pi-based version of it back to production. Still, it appears to be a one-time project, and it's clearly meant for those with a bit of technical know-how. So, And then there's uh, Berg's Little Printer, which is a strange yet adorable internet-connected receipt printer that debuted in 2012, but shuttered in 2014. Um, quite interesting, on these quirky little gadgets. But uh, yeah, there are likely other devices that have survived obsolescence, maybe even some of your favorites, but they're obviously a pretty rare phenomenon. For the most part, we still caution most consumers that their favorite connected gadget won't last, but who knows if its fan base is passionate enough. If there's someone out there willing to spend time and energy keeping alive, it might be worth holding on to it just a little bit longer. Uh, not only is it good for the environment, it's good for the pocketbook too. It could even mean a less cluttered drunk drawer. So do you have any gadgets that you're holding on to that uh, died, but still there's support for them? Maybe, maybe not. Let me know down in the comment section. Uh, like I said, this is a YouTube video so uh, and a podcast. So if you're watching via YouTube, feel free to leave a comment. But I know the main reason why you're here. Uh, and it's not because most of the people tuning in for the show do so via the podcast. And if you're interested in listening to that, you can head on over to technewsgadget.net or latestintechnews.com to subscribe directly in the app of your choice. But the real reason for today's show, Halo Combat Evolved, is back officially on Steam three months after Halo Reach hit PC. Man, this was a classic that I sunk hours and hours into. I don't... Did you? I did. Halo Combat Evolved is back on PC. Unlike its original release back in 2003, this new release has the fancy campaign graphics of the 2011 Xbox Anniversary Remake, along with multiplayer matchmaking and other perks of the Master Chief Collection, like being available on Steam. Could you imagine now? You remember that small community of players as the servers dwindled and the player base dwindled uh, precipitously that uh, there are fewer and fewer people just playing Halo Combat Evolved because of the game being so fun but there are other games to play. Yeah, well, it came back. And so did the player base. Uh, I'm not kidding you. 
Um, developer 343 did a surprise launch today with no lead-up announcement, even though there was a hint that it might be coming soon. This is the second game in the MCC to hit PC following Halo Reach back in December. Three months with a holiday break in the middle feels like a speedy turnaround for a new PC port. The whole collection was in development through 2019, but it's encouraging that Halo CE didn't need a ton of beta testing. 343 Industries ran a couple beta flights in January and February, and we'll have the full things in our hands soon. Now, on Steam, you can buy the whole Master Chief collection for 40 bucks, or you can buy individual games for $10 a piece, assuming they all cost the same as Halo Reach. This version of Halo Combat Evolved has an unlocked frame rate FOV options and supports high resolutions like 4K. The original PC version still has an active player base today thanks to a long-lived modding and map-making scene, which 343 called a community tradition in a recent blog post. And rather than just kind of let it continue on or, or die out, um because definitely it's a small core group now, they decided, let's just bring the game back. And uh, to be back on that map, the only gun that I need, just drop me in anywhere. Um, all I need is a Warthog and a pistol. This is literally all I need. Actually, scratch that. Scratch the Warthog, replace it with a Banshee and a pistol. And I'll be set. I don't need a sniper. I don't need one of those little needlers. I'll be fine with the regular one. And then, who knows? Maybe I'll just hop into a campaign story. Play it through again. Just for old time's sake. Relive the music. Relive the memories. Uh, fall uh, like 100 bazillion times. Die to the flood like 20 times. Uh, blow myself up with a rocket launcher. That's always fun. Hey, I thought I was far enough around the corner that I wasn't going to equip the wall. Oh, apparently I did. <laughs> you never had that? I did. Um, I also thought that, well, okay, it was my fault for listening to my buddy. Turns out he was a doofus who said, oh yeah, did you know you can rocket ride? Yeah, Fortnite, you really thought you jumped the shark on that one? Well, it tried happening back in Halo. Didn't. Um, he said, yeah, just point straight down, fire, and then jump at the same time. Didn't work. Didn't work. You want to know why? Because I went straight up and straight down and I was dead. Um, so don't do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. Are you excited? Let me know on YouTube if you're watching this via YouTube or via Twitter. We are at Tech News Gadget. And with that, that wraps up this episode of the Lace and Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every weekday. Lace and Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know by clicking that like button and by leaving a comment if you're watching via YouTube. And if you're listening via podcast, well, be sure to share this episode with a friend. Double check that you're subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor Merrick. And remember, for the latest in tech, gadgets, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.